tell you who cares i care you know what you and i probably care more than most because we show up most weeks to hoagie we care yeah about hoagie mouth Mm. i do we do hoagie fest is coming i got an i literally got an email wawa are they reviving that they are well they're emailing about it and of course their marketing worked because what did i do today this morning i chaperoned uh uh, a, a kid's field trip to the community pool here in North Jersey, where we live. Mm. I'm not going to give you the exact location. But also, up the street from the community pool is a wall wall. Or, or as I almost said it, like Merrill, which is wall wall. It's the same, it's the same thing as hers potato chips at a wall wall. Get a sizzling. He would say these things. He would. If he was my, here. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the resonation of the Merrill Reese is... Uh, crisp no it's hey you got to work at it uh and i i did work at it today because i went to wall Hall and i got a classic hoagie i did i got a classic hoagie um and then i actually and then i found my way over to the candy i, I really don't eat a lot of candy like or anything I'm, I'm an older gentleman i don't i don't need to put that stuff in my system but i also i just felt like all right, I'm going to see what's happening in the candy aisle here at the Hua Hua. Got to, got to peruse. You can't peruse. just walk in and out, right? And they had, and they put it at the front of the, you know, kind of at the, they have like the aisle toppers, you know, at the edge of the aisle, they have a stack. They're like, we're going to feature some stuff. And then if you really are interested, go around the corner. Well, they had, whatchamacallit. Mm. But they had it as a king size. And I was like, well, I can't be a complete slob. Um, so I can't possibly get that. And so I went down the aisle to peruse the candy area to see if there was maybe just a regular size whatchamacallit. I'm sorry to say there was not. And so I bought the king size whatchamacallit. As it turns yeah. out, it means you just have to split it into thirds. And then you're and then you're well within clearly like the the FDA guidelines of a, of a healthy amount of whatchamacallit. Yeah, Jeff, I can't even remember what's in a whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit is like a a imagine a rectangular rice crispy treat you know but like but almost like sweet rice and then kind of infused within it is like peanut butter and like but like but like little just more like the essence of it and then on top a layer of caramel just like a nice strip of caramel that just like that just enrobe enrobes all of it on the top and then the final enrobement is chocolate and it's very simple that way so it's like peanut butter peanut butter crisp (laughs) covered with a nice thick thing of caramel and some and just make wow that is it. a that does sound like a it's a class it's it i think it's the most underrated candy of all time i mean yeah say I, it right don't, now. I don't remember i didn't remember all that uh, I, now there's now a, there's now a series, what I did. yeah there's a, you're bringing up all this nostalgia there's a series of like bars that are in that family right like they're it's like a very thick trunk of you know, there's whatchamacallit, there's, you know, payday, there's hundred grand, there's Mr. Good Bar. hundred grand, actually hundred grand is an excellent, that's, that's right. one of my favorite Halloween candy. <laughs> it's just funny, like, there, there's like seven ingredients going in a circle, but they produced like so many bars out of it. You know what was also good, which is if we bring it back to baseball, if we could, because I feel like we should be moving into baseball shortly, because that's probably something worth talking about on a Philadelphia sports podcast, which is called Hoagie Mouth. I'm mm. your host, Jeff, and this is our, this is, I'm not, this is our co-host, we're your co-host. That that's Bob. I'm Jeff, and we're over here talking about Philadelphia sports. But before we get there, 
I do remember not only just the baby Ruth, of course, which is, which is, a, I'm going to still say it's kind of in that category, right? Cause you got the nougat, you got the caramel, then you got the peanuts and then you got the milk chocolate over that. Do you remember the Reggie bar? So it was right. a Reggie Jackson candy bar and it was I a circular, that. I believe it was a circular one. And it was like, and it was, they just, they didn't really care. They were like, nah. you know what? Crispy rice, maybe a little bit of nougat, maybe some caramel. We're going to kind of smoosh it together into a puck. The and works. then we're going to, and then we're going to enrobe that in chocolate. And then we're going to sort of put it in something so it's shaped like a catcher's mitt almost, which, or a glove, if you will. Wow. I do remember this. I remember this. You can Google this, but Google is not going to give you the sort of visceral thrill of an actual Reggie uh, candy disc. Wow. And so funny because you could seemingly convert a baby Ruth factory into a Reggie bar factory overnight almost. You would think, or you would also think it would be next door to the right Twix and the left Twix factory, which as you know, compete against each other in a sort of Willy Wonka dystopian future, sort of steampunk kind of thing going on there. Candy bar punk. It has been, it's been amazing on Hoagie Mouth tonight. Thank you so much for coming. That's our show. We just really wanted to riff hard. It's like a punk rock version. So moral of the story, guys. One song, two songs max. We just like banged it out. That's it. Moral of the story, guys. Don't forget your caramel uh, candy bars when you go to Wawa for Hoagie Fest. My God, I think you're right. That's what it is. That That is. But it's also the fact that people care so much about candy and they care so much about baseball that they join together and they come together. And as far as I can see, Bob Long, it appears that Reese Hoskins very shortly is going to have a candy bar named after him. Uh, well, he does have pieces named after him, doesn't he? Is that is it Reese's pieces? Reese's pieces. I'm getting you. I'm, I'm, I'm not picking you up on mic so much there, Bob. So you want maybe bring it forward. Why don't you suck on that microphone just a little bit more and give me, give me your, give me your Reese. How are you Reese's feeling about Reese's pieces? Reese's pieces. <laughs> actually, actually, hold on one second, ladies and gentlemen. My impression of Reese Hoskins is you're going to do an impression right now. I know him that well. He's going to be here. It is. Uh, you know, I was thinking about the Gatorade the other night. I was thinking about like uh, you know blue ice, blue ice, and that's that's what I drink. I drink blue ice Gatorade. Why does he sound like Shooter McGavin? That's what you just <laughs> like. <laughs> I feel like he's like high of energy, full of energy, and uh, he actually has a deep voice. He's, he's actually he's actually kind of down here. Like he's is he really? like yeah he's like he's like a little bit like resonant and like like he's a tall dude he's like six three or something like that and a very four. cavernous chest. Um, Bob, how is he swinging the bat right he's, now? Is this man seeing the ball well? Yeah, Reese Hoskins has come alive of of late. In fact, Jeff, I have the game on tonight. Right, they're playing the Marlins at home tonight. And Reese earlier hit a home run. The Phillies down by three. He hit one out into left to get them uh tied and then uh in the that was in the, the fourth inning i believe and then in the sixth inning or fifth maybe he uh he had a uh almost i guess a near homer i don't want to call it a homer but a nice deep shot to score two runs to make it five rbi for reese hoskins tonight that that's a, how about that yeah that's great and not only that but you know throughout the latest in philly you know the philly resurgence if you will this season he's played a, a tremendous part um just hitting the ball timely um just getting good at bats pepping up his teammates i mean the guy the guy just he's having fun and you know what's good is to see a, a, a 
like a good baseball player having fun, right? Not putting pressure, not drowning in responsibility, not slumping, you know, trying to overdo. Reese is just having fun. He has seen the ball well. And he's just, he's hitting in the right situations. And every time up, you sort of feel like there's something good going to happen. Yeah. He is currently hitting 237, which at face value maybe isn't that exciting. Not, he wasn't off to a blazing start this year. But June, as we are going to get to for all Philadelphia Phillies, has been, for the most part, has been pretty extraordinary. But uh, so far he's batting with 11. I think he hit his 12th home run tonight um, and is now up to – wait, hold on. Actually, I, I simply have to – I went to the wrong site. I can't – I simply cannot do that. But um, – I think you'll find that like he was certainly a googly eye player, Bob. And so has he, has he shown you enough so far that you feel like, and honestly, I think he's one of those players you're supposed to look at. Is he somebody that you want to commit to? Yeah, you are, you are supposed to look at him. And we've had uh, many conversations about Reese Hoskins um, ability or tendency, I should say to shrink in the second, you know, second half of the season and particularly in the last months, right? August, September. So this is something where it, it is exciting and it's fun. And it, it's seeing what Reese Hoskins t- can do and what he's capable of. Uh, you mentioned, uh, let's see, let's look at his stats. Last 15 games, I'll just take June for right now, averaging 322, slashing, if you will, eight, 322 average, 412 on base, 644 slugging. That's the month of June for Reese Hoskins. I love, those, I love those split stats like that, where it's just like, it, it's, it's an indicator though, um, you know, of what's happening with the rest of the team. And, and, oh, and it just gets better from there. If you want to just go to the last week, he's averaging 429. This is one week of baseball, four homers, 10 RBIs um, in 28 at bats, scoring seven runs himself, hit 12 hits. So he's 12 for 28 in his last week as a Philly. And you know, this is, this is what he's capable of. This is what he should, he has shown us. Yeah. In previous Mays and Junes, yeah. um, it is it is telling, right? Where we need Reese Hoskins to wither, stand, withstand the wither of the googly eyes yeah. is, is in August and September. And so I'll be really, really hopeful that Reese Hoskins can actually maintain this because we're going to need it, right? The Phillies are on a tear, yeah. but they are, as they stand today, 31 and 30 on the season. 31 not, and 30. And, not and awesome. Not awesome, but, you know, Reese Hoskins coming on right now with 12 home runs, 35 RBIs. Um, that means he actually has more RBIs by, by one run uh, than Kyle Schwarber, who's at 16 home runs and 34 RBIs. Bryce Harper, I guess he would like to repeat as the NL MVP because he's already got 15 home runs and 46 RBIs. He, he's got an wow. OPS of 1.014. It's like, you know, his slugging percentage is 630. Yeah. Uh, he's crazy. hitting 319. Um, yeah, he's our best player. Um, Bryce Harper is right there. Kyle Schwarber is seeing grapefruits right now, and he is finally getting uh, above the Mendoza line. He's crawled up to 211. Um, slugging percentage of 477 and an ops right now, pretty decent one actually, of 0.812. I also like the fact that we have these guys scoring runs. And actually, that's something that I like to look at. You've got Bryce Harper scoring 44 runs. You've got Kyle Schwarber scoring 41 runs. He's getting on base. Even, you know, Nick Castellanos, 
Well, I'm just kind of going down the order here, who has kind of been, uh, he's come out and actually said that he hasn't quite felt right since he got here, which is kind of a strange thing for him to say. He has struck, struck out a, a decent amount of 62 times at this point. Um, but, you know, he has 31 RBIs, only seven home runs right now. Um, but 59 hits, which puts him for, I believe, yes, yeah, second best on the team. So, you know, when somebody like that um, behind Bryce Harper, who's at 69, um, it's fun to look at the numbers right now, Bob, because I want Nick Castellanos to say, I expect more of myself, right? Um, I, I, want, I want him to be able to take a hard look in the mirror and say, how can I do better? Yeah, you do. I, you know, I miss that sort of detail in the article uh, where he, uh, he said he hasn't felt comfortable. What, what was he speaking in regards to? What was his... I think he's just, he's had, like, while the Phillies have been doing well, uh, he has been kind of average. So I, I think we can kind of leave that there because we're going to keep an eye on Nick and see how he goes. We're not putting any googly eyes on him. But we're burying the lead, Bob. They're now going into, um, a, this is, I believe, their 13th game since Joe Girardi was dismissed from the team, right? Mm -hmm. And and our brand new manager, who, again, his name escapes my grasp. What is it again, Rob? <laughs> Rob, Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson. Um, Rob um, has now skippered a team that has won 11 of their last 12 games, Bob. Wow. And, and this is, and if they win tonight, it'll be 12 of their last 13. Um, that's, he was, he went on a 10 and 0 run uh, as a manager. As part of that 10 and 0 run, there were two 10 to nothing wins. I don't care. Who, I'm not even going to mention the teams it was against. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because wins are wins are wins. And this is a very, very hot team right now. And they're feeling it in June. I think it was Angels and Diamondbacks, though, if you want to rewind. Sure. But yeah, yeah. But uh, this is what we expect them to do. It, the Phillies are playing subpar teams. Um, and it's funny. There, Here's a great statistic. And I know you can never take this um, on face value. But the Nationals, the Washington Nationals, are the worst team in Major League Baseball as far as their record goes. And the Phillies of the Phillies remaining schedule, which is about a hundred games, 20% of them are against the nationals. Isn't that wild? Well, that's the, that is the, the word on the Phillies is that they have pretty much the easiest schedule. It's arguable, but they have amongst one of the easiest schedules for the remainder of the second half of the year. It's kind of like they got the hard stuff out of the way. Um, and we certainly were on a slide. That, don't forget, we were on, and that's that's the hard. This reminds me of like the Flyers a, a couple of years ago, where it was just like they would lose nine in a row, and then they'd go on a fourteen game winning streak, and then they lose four in a row, and then it was like, and then they go six and three over the next nine, and it's just like you didn't. It's kind of psychotic. So yeah. So who, so who? Who? My question to you, Bob, is who is this team? Yeah, that's a really good point, Jeff. And, you know, really where, where, where the Phillies floundered so hard this year and, and then, you know, regained their person, their personality, their team personality as a winning team. Right. And that, 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 that long streak was significant and that it sort of brought them back to relevance, brought their fans, woke them up, but they lost, they got blown out um, after whatever those 10 wins or 11 wins or however many they won in a row. 
under Thompson. They they got blown out last Sunday, the Diamondbacks, 13 to one. Just an absolute, you know, let the gates open. All the floodwaters came over the team. Now they come back next night, right? Yeah, they, they come night the next night against the Marlins, a team that over the last several years has been tough for them to, to out. Um down 2-1 and end up finding a way to win the game in the end 3-2 with some timely hitting RBIs clutch you know clutch uh clutch hitting by the Phillies and really what you're talking about is that's the that's the character right when you when you when you have a long winning streak and then you look you, you just get blown out it wasn't even a loss it was like it was an it was almost you counted as two losses it was so bad um but then to come back the next night against a division rival against a division rival that's had a fair amount of success against you um yeah playing their batting against their best pitcher and you win the game right so that's where the streakiness has to stop right we can't win nine lose seven win three lose five win five lose six like that that has been the phillies of 2020 19 18 all the years that we've sort of lamented you know the 500-ing of the philadelphia phillies but you know this is what I'm talking about is to stop the bleeding, right? You win nine games in a row when you get blown out of the water by a yeah. Diamondbacks. Then don't lose the next one. That's like a really important moment for a team. And and here we are again, you know, we're in the middle of another one. Uh, if they could win this, this will be, I think, their fifth series win in a row, which is, again, a significant. That's a great measure of a team's success. Win series, win 10 out of three, you know? Don't worry about the loss, the blowout loss to the Diamondbacks. It's one loss. Just don't compound it with multiples. You know. There you go. There you go. You, just, you know, watch the rubber match. Very, very important. The rubber match is important. We're always looking for that. But I just turned on my microphone, by the way, so it's going to sound a little bit different. Doesn't matter because you know what? Here on Hoagie Mouth, we're flying by the seat of our pants. That's what we do. We take the seat of our pants. We fly by them. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, all I can tell you is that um, it's it's. Very interesting to see the kind of sort of mixed bag that happens sometimes because there's a couple of players I want to point out um, during this stretch. It's three players, actually, that I'd like to call out. Uh, first one, Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott, I think, has been a, a little bit of a, a, a kick in the pants in a great way. Um, you know, he had a, a game-winning home run, right? Uh, during this streak, uh, during during this uh, this winning campaign that we've had over the last 12, 13 games. Um, and then also, I think, repeated the next night with like another big home run. So he's, you know, he's he's getting the at bats now. Um, he's still about, um, you know, he's only got about 113 just for you know comparison purposes. Hoskins has been up 232. So, you know, obviously not getting everyday playing, but uh, four home runs, 18 RBIs. Um, and, uh, you know, 21 hits, uh, 16 runs, still under the Mendoza line, but, but has some strong ops numbers on the way up. But, I, you know, he's a rookie, um, and he's showing that he can produce. So I want to call him out. Another one to call out today is they had to send down somebody, Bob, and you may have heard about this because it was as serious as a Moniac-ac-ac-ac-ac-ac-ac Mickey went down to the minors. Uh, he was batting 160 up here over 25 at-bats, um, no home runs, one RBI. Um, so that's not the kind of production that we're, we're going to need. Uh, but again, over 25 at-bats, it's a small sample size. Um, but, uh, but, you know, these are sub 
Roman Quinn numbers. Okay, so just to give you a sort of a, a situation of what we're dealing with there. Um, I, I so I wanted to, I wanted to mention Mickey, and and then I'd like to get your reaction on all these. And the third one is is Alec Bohm, who I really feel is is you know under the microscope in in a way that we're gonna we're gonna know where we are at the end of the season. I think like with him, um, you know, he's getting the opportunity to play every day. Um, I think you see Bryson Stott getting an opportunity to play every day. That's a positive thing. Um, I think Garrett Stubbs is a positive thing. I think Matt Veerling is a, is a positive thing. I think even Nick Maton is a, is a, is a, is a good thing. Um, I like um, Johan Camargo is another uh, player that I've actually really enjoyed this year. Yeah. So uh, three run home run off of Jaris Familia, unfortunately. And it's now an eight, seven game. Uh, against the Marlins. Um, I hate Jairus Familia. Yeah, he really hasn't shown me anything different, right? We used to just tattoo him when he played for the Mets. And, yeah, we were happy to go yeah, up against him. Yeah, now he's sort of like leaking on our side. Yeah, I'm watching the game with you, Jeff, on 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 on, on in my uh, in my little studio here, and uh, certainly watched the progression of this inning. It was very pathetic, you know, giving up. You know, coming in with a four-run lead late in the game. Yeah, there's just no reason for that. Yeah, and then here we go, you know, load the only one out. Yeah, it's very, you know, and, and everything is being just smashed, even the ones that have been caught. Every no, he's not striking any batters out. I I I hate I want this guy, I want him off my team so quickly. Um, so you know, back to the Alec Bone piece. Uh I guess to my point, Bob, it's either fair or unfair. The the eyeglass, the the monopoly man eyeglass, the monocle, if you will, is on him. At least I have my monocle on him. Can yeah, you see I, it? I, I do. And it's very too close. Actually. Yeah, probably too close. Yeah, 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 a little, little, little unnerving, if you will. I don't now understand. Um, Alec Baum, the three you mentioned, I feel like he's the least of my worries. Right? I think uh, Bryce Dodd is a terrific spark plug for the team. I do. I think he's he's really. He's somebody that I enjoy. I, I I also feel like he is responding, as we talked about last week, to the repetition, right? Like baseball yes. is a game of 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 repeated activity. Are you getting at bats? Yeah. yeah. Are you getting at bats? Are your routine from microcosm of the at bat itself, right? Fixing your gloves, squaring up to the plate, you know, wrapping your hands where <coughs> double tap. Undo yeah, it's all doing, undoing and then double tap and then. Yep. All of that makes a ritual to get you mentally prepared. Baseball is so mental. And then all the way out to the macro level of just two hours before the game, you know, you're in the lineup. You're, you know, you're putting your, your, your uniform on in the certain way. You're, which is probably what they were sort of insinuating that Girardi didn't do. Mm -hmm. Wasn't his style. It's also hard. I think Girardi, I don't know whether he subscribed to, Maybe, I don't know what the sample is, right? I feel like the Phillies went into the 2022 season with arguably six guys playing five positions. None of them, none of them 100% at that position. They're all just like, okay, I've got my, you know, center fielder. I've got my shortstop. Well, Didi kind of had the market on that. Um, uh, and then, you know, the, the infield platoon, like I get it. Reese is on first. Alec has sort of carved a space out at third, but everything else has been sort of like a catch as catch can kind of a thing. And so I wonder if Girardi was thinking 50 games isn't enough yet to figure out who's playing where I would argue that it should be right. Like I do feel like a third of the way through the season, you sort of have to have your starters 
and you have to have your next ups. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I keep thinking in the lens of like older baseball teams, 90s, 80s, you know, was 162 games too many? Like, is this a platoon that way. game now? I don't, I don't. I, I mean, look, the we've talked about the offense. I think the defense has been adequate. And I think the pitching, the starting pitching, and we want to take a, a minute on the start of pitching in a second, but, and because I'd like to finish on that, actually. But we're going to hang with the bullpen here for a little bit. And you know that Familia has already fucked up tonight. So we won't be spending a ton of time on that. But they're putting in my favorite reliever, Sir Anthony Dominguez. And that dude can pitch. Oh, except he just gave up a home run. Oh, no. Oops. So it's tied now. So I, I'm just, I can't believe I put the likes on him like that. But sometimes that's what happens in live, Bob, live look-ins. We always discuss this, if it's a good idea or not, but, you know, it just happened. Um, sorry. Look, home run notwithstanding. You know, it's funny. A solo home run is just, it's a bad time. save, though. Blown save for Sir Anthony. It is, but it's a, it's a single pitch. It's a single blown hit. Uh, I, I look at what Familia did as far more egregious, you know, giving up three runs, loading the base, you know, putting men on, then giving up the dinger. I mean – it's tough. It's tough to watch, you know, a team like this. And you sort of see it in real time, why it's so hard for them to elevate above 500, right? Like, I think they will still go on to win this game. It is only the top of the seventh, right? But there's still... Well, there is hoagie mouth after hours, which is... The there top. is. There's three more chances for them to come up to bat and just take this game home. Can't give up any more runs. But the fact is, is that, you know, it's a shame because I feel like this is the story of the Philadelphia Phillies over time, Right. You've got hope, you've got, you know, talent, but you're, uh, you know, as you, you can only dig yourself out of so many holes. You know? you. Well, let me just yeah. say this then, just to get out of this segment. I, I hate Jairus Familia. I used to love Sir Anthony Dominguez. Uh, Connor Brogdon is really good, but, uh, but please don't break my heart. And um, I, I, Kniebel, I, I don't know. I don't know whether to, give him a double cheeseburger or ask for him to pitch a 97 mile an hour slider. I don't know. I don't know what to do. You can't do yeah. a slider at 97 miles an hour, more like a maybe top out at 92, but here's the point is I can't talk about this anymore because the more I talk about it, the more we're losing. So uh, let's not do that, but let's go back and let's do this. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is the national league leader in strikeouts. It's true. That's good. That's good. Right? Yeah, I believe Am I wrong. Right. He's he's among the leaders. I have to look and see where he, he is. I, I believe he is. I'm going to look here I, while while you're um, hold on one second. He is. So I can see. Hold on with MLB. This is fun. Uh, this one is off fun. the one off the lead. He's uh, 91 strikeouts. That puts him in second in the National League to. Uh, What's this guy's name? Burns? No, you're right. It's Corbin Burns who won the, the Cy Young last year. So he's got 92. Um, uh, 91 strikeouts for Aaron Nola. Let's let, look at this for a second. Okay. 13 games started. 3.42 ERA. Not, I would say inflated but not bloated. Right? Slightly inflated for how well he's played. Check it out. 81 innings pitched. Um, he has 10 earned runs. Um, 
he has 10 walks to 91 strikeouts. So that's a nine to one ratio on that. His whip is the second lowest in, uh, in the league, 0.88. I have him as, and the average of the oh, pitch, in the league, in, in, yeah, in MLB. Yeah, the whip, yeah, yeah. The, Shane McClanahan, who is the best t- statistical pitcher and strikeout leader in the league, has the lowest whip. Hold on, Still, let me just... A whip under one is that you're talking top. Sorry, just I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Justin Verlander is having a lights out season so far. Um, he is pitching at 0.81, McClanahan in number two at 0.86, Aaron Nola 0.88, uh, opposing um, batting average of 0.207. Um, he's pitching some lights out baseball right now, my friend. Oh, yeah. And it's great to see. I mean, again, he dug himself out of a hole. And 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 granted, I've had kind of informal conversations with some Phillies fans, local Phillies fans. I thought you were about to say with Aaron Nola. You're like, Aaron and I have had some very informal conversations. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Howard Eskin? I dig exactly. I I, it's the fur the fur coat that you're wearing and just was is what totally threw me oh, on that. Bob. So cold in my base. All right. Well, we should um, just to give you a quick update now. It's the stretch. All right. And we got out of the seventh inning with a tie game. Okay. It did not get any worse than that, but we did blow the lead as of right now. Um, but take it back, take it back to Aaron Nola and tell me yeah, your thoughts. I just, I think like where he gets stymied sometimes is he does face some, you know, tough challenges as far as, you know, three, three, two losses and two zip losses, right. Where the Phillies can't muster a run and stuff like that. And so he's, he's not the worst pitcher. It, his, his talent I think is, is, absolutely solid 100 he's kind of suffered over you know i'd say 2021 was a terrible year for aaron nola and yes, also, it was it was I, I i that was you know it was sort of anomalous in that most of his stat lines were you know under five innings thrown giving up four earned runs walking three striking out three you know it's like all crooked numbers everywhere, you know, four runs, four earned. You know. I'll, I'll give it to you. He was nine and nine last year with a 4.63 ERA. Yeah. That's too high. For uh, only one complete game shut out, which I believe was one we watched because it was the season opener. I remember. Yeah. Um, he pitched 180 uh, innings uh, as opposed to Zach Wheeler's 213. Um, but he ended up with, he gave up 26 home runs, which was a lot. Um, and, uh, but still finished with 223 strikeouts, which is elite. Uh, he is a strikeout machine, no doubt. Um, and only 39, uh, walks to those 223, um, 1.13 whip and a, and a 0.237, uh, uh, batters against average. So, you know, he's four and four right now, nine and nine. Um, you know, these things maybe might come to pass, but your feeling is, what is is absolutely positive and my i think about trend right so i think about he started off the season one and four right given that he was really just kind of not really getting his groove but lately he's had three quality starts six innings thrown seven and eight and in all, in all thrown more than six strikeouts in each of those outings and giving up zero walks right like giving up two or less runs in all of his last three starts so that's the kind of stuff until he proves me wrong, I think that's the Aaron Nola that we that we need to like. That's that's who Aaron Nola is. I feel like 
it is a bit of like a Jekyll and Hyde. We used to have these laughs with uh, Arietta, right? Arietta could come out and make you laugh and smile. Uh, he could come out and make you cry. His name well, because you? that's the thing is, is he's got a pedigree, right? Arietta had a pedigree. And so you yeah. want him to be good. Nola is better than Arietta, right? Stacking those two pitchers. Absolutely. Arietta's Cy Young was a fluke. It was a, it was an absolute, you know, lightning in a bottle, almost smoke and mirror show. Yeah. Um, Nola, I feel has, the stuff the, the got, stuff and he's going he in the, the right stuff. direction right he's yeah. winning he's a winning pitcher got the stuff has to be for the Phillies to have success right he can't end up the season nine and nine right that's not going to do it from Aaron Nola no, I, I'm hearing you and he knows that no, he knows that do you remember Just, do you remember the movie from 1985 starring Garrett Morris which was called the stuff and it was about this like marshmallow fluff like dessert I think that I everybody remember. really loved, but it, it was a horror out, movie. But right? it turns out it was actually like a horrific, like you know, creature of some kind. Yeah, I remember. that was like that. That was kind of like the Blob, but like people bought it because they loved it. It's like, oh, you gotta have this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got pretty freaky. And Aaron Nola has that. He he has that movie on VHS. <laughs> he has that signed by Garrett Morris. Marshmallow dessert. I would love it if Garrett Morris is like, I signed it. I signed to Aaron. Love Garrett Morris. Sincerely. Absolutely. Sincerely. Remember when he, when he would do my favorite? I don't know. It's so bad because it was the weekend update and it was Chevy Chase saying, and now to do the news story for the hard of hearing, Garrett Morris to do, you know, the news for the people hard of hearing. And, and he would say, General, you know, Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still there. Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead. That's right. That's that was good. I mean, those comedy legends. Fuck yeah, they started um, it all. Absolutely. Um, it's nice to it's nice to see the the Phillies not being a comedy sort of punchline right now. I would just submit to you, Bob, and I think you put it perfectly when you said that this is our 500 team. We know there are a 500 team. It's an eight to eight game. Aaron Nola is four and four. He was nine and nine last year. So these are, it feels like it's in our DNA, but as we know, 500 isn't necessarily going to get us there. So we've got to sort that out. Um, and, you know, at this point, um, it, it is, it's going to be difficult to catch the Mets. We have a very streaky, awesome world champion Braves team ahead of us in the standings who are also on a very similar streak. And so they just scored five. They did five home run game. And uh, I think the last game that they played. So, so they've caught on fire. My, my point is all we've really done here since the firing of Joe Girardi and bringing on uh bob jackson or whatever his name is that is the actual <laughs> rob, rob I, I i hear you saying that but i just don't it it goes through me like the i know way, what you mean it's a it's such a tough name to recall. it's just i don't that's not i can't retain that kind of a name you know if his name was like ingve malmstein then i could really then i could i could really grab onto that it, and i just like made up a name constantly smashed things in the dugout even though they were winning like nine like you mean like ingve 
Yeah, like, like how he would, yeah, how he would like smash up like the yeah, green room or something. Yeah, smash and do splits. And- I remember there was like an audio recording of Ingwe Momstein like having a freak out on like a plane, like you know, being like, "No, you are the stewardess. You bring me my alcohol." Yeah, he 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 lived on the edge, and he still lives on the edge. I was gonna say, I think he's conti- currently living on the edge. Um, from you too, it's amazing. Um, hey, I think we were saying something is that we've only just kind of rebalanced the scales and it's not like you're at, okay, it's like, all right, game zero, zero. Are we just a 500 team or do we have what it takes to now take this as the new baseline and go from there? Yeah. I, I, I sometimes wonder when I feel like, you know, we have it right. And then the, uh, the bullpen sometimes does deflate me a little bit and, and some of the, some of the, the negative negativity that I feel just kind of gets justified, mostly in the form of Garrett's familiar. But uh, I I feel like the Phillies do have to do better than 500. I'm sorry, 500 in baseball no longer gets you into any way, in any way, shape, or form the playoffs. Like that doesn't work. In football, it may, but you're it's a coin flip and maybe maybe worse. Basketball, I feel you can get into the playoffs with a 500 record. Hockey, I'm just, I don't understand the re- the, the records. <laughs> There's so many numbers that I don't know what gets you there. But baseball, it's too competitive now. And I know that there are a number of teams that are, you know, the wild card's been expanded to allow more teams, but 500 ball doesn't do it. You're out. You know, the Mets are going to run away with this division. And if they somehow relinquish it, it's not going to be the Phillies. It's going to be the Braves. Yeah, that's right. And so, and so we're looking. The Phillies have to get to the wild card. It's wild card, yeah. wild card, wild card. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I look. I, I don't have an issue with that whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. I I I really don't because I I think that it it just seems to be the the brand that this team is. This is what the this is what the team is. We are and yet and yet and yeah. yet. Think yeah. about this, Jay. Yeah. Think about this, right? Because I right. was gonna make a comment about their pitching. And if we can get to the playoffs, right? I like the Phillies in a three-game series. I like the Phillies in a five-game series. I like depends on who the opponent is, but I like them even in a seven-game series, provided we have three decent pitchers that can do the rotation, right? Like I like Wheeler Noller, Nola, Noller, Wheeler. Noller, Wheeler, Wheeler, and uh, Harley Newer, <laughs> Kyle Gibson, right? Like, I feel like we have some strong arms to play playoff baseball, and we do have some good bats. If we can't get seven innings out of them, none of the wild card is going to matter. Cause, like, honestly, like, you can't, like, we're losing, we're losing, we're not losing, but we just gave up a four run lead to a very mediocre team. Like, you just can't do that. You can't. Before, before we started this streak, for perspective, right? And by the way, the, the Atlanta has still not lost. They're on a 12-game winning streak. We went 10 games, right? Or we went nine, no, 10. Nine we 10. and then lost one and then one yesterday. And then one more. So, yeah. So, we're one. nine and one over our last – I think we're – again, I think we're 11 out of the last 12, right? Correct. We were 11 and a half games behind the Mets when Joe Girardi was fired. We're still only – We've only made it up to nine games behind them. Yeah, the Mets are not losing. Right? That's the thing is that they're they're not losing so much. I mean, they they're six and four over their last ten. You know, and the Braves. It's it's honestly it's the Braves. 
that's fucking us up here. So another reason to get to get mad at them for you know, it, I'll just get mad at them for whatever reason. I'll just yeah, but I don't like the Braves again. We're, we're not losing ground. Like we're, we're not losing ground to the Braves. We're losing ground to the Mets. Like you're right. The Mets. We've only gained two games on the Mets in the entire month of June, which is is that's concerning to me. Is because like to me, if the Phillies are going to make a move this year, we yeah. have to put teams away. Yeah. Like I mean, when you're up eight to four in the seventh. That's a closed game. Like you can't even, that can't even be a name. That's got to, yeah, that's just got to end. Like in some of the games that we played earlier this season, I don't want to talk about the Girardi era anymore, but like the fact is, is that Girardi wasn't on the field, right? So we would have, you know, four to two going into the seventh and eighth and lose, right? You just, right. you want to win. If you want to be a team that like plays and goes deep, in, 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 a, in a in a you know in a pursuit of the World Series, like you can't lose a four two game. Like, we just we scream what we we scream five hundred, and we are currently three and a half games back in the wild card. Okay, so we are behind Milwaukee. We are behind. Uh, we are behind Atlanta. We're behind. San Francisco Giants, the Cardinals, right? None of those teams screams 500. None yeah. of them. Yeah. We're even behind the the Dodgers, who I think are – no, no, that's not can't, – they, can't they be. have to be leading their division. Yeah, they, they have to be leading their division. Anyway, you know, you get the idea here. Like, we – three and a half, nine game back. This I, my, my message to the players would be that this win streak doesn't matter at all. All you did was square the table up. Now that's all you did was square the table up. That's fine. That's great. And thank God for that. Because I was just driving to work today, Jeff, thinking to myself, boy, if they hadn't had that, we'd be like 12 games under 500, right? Which, you know, again, that the all all I'm saying is, oh, we're at the starting line. We're not back at the hotel room, but we're all at the starting line. You know, I think somebody said it today where it's just, I think I saw a tweet where somebody was like, there will be meaningful baseball this summer which I think was an interesting thing to say as opposed to saying like there will be meaningful baseball in the fall for this squad, but it was in relation to the Phillies in that it is meaningful and there's an opportunity here. And the sooner that Bob Franklin can, as the skipper of this team can, what's his name? Rob Thompson, Rob Thompson of the Thompson twins. Again, I'll, he was, he was one of the Thompson twins. It's already out of my brain. Whatever you, I can't quite remember his name. I think it was Paul. Um, but Rob. yeah, ah, it doesn't, it's not quite resonating with me, but I think the thing is, is, uh, it, it, we're showing up to these games. I'm seeing some good attendance from the good people at Citizens Bank Park. Bob, yeah, there's have, a good atmosphere. Some do you have any plans? Are you, are you heading over to the, yeah, to the funny, game, funny you say that I was actually there Saturday with you the- were. Family, friends, yeah, I forgot to even mention it. We were there for the uh, 4-0 victory over Arizona. It was a great game. We were seated out in uh, kind of like in the Netherland between first and right, and the Stott homer, the two-run homer that took him up to three-zip. That was the, yeah. Sort of crossed our eye level, right? Sort of like passed us sideways in a process. Really neat. And um, just a solid game all around from the, the home run we saw Bryce Harper go from first to home on a check swing uh, RBI by Nick Castellanos. That was fun. Like when you see Bryce Harper take three bases on a double, it's, it's a good, that's a good look. And uh, 
Yeah, the Philly Fanatics streaked the field. It was wild, man. It was a crazy. I did see that. That was rather controversial, as you know. Yeah. Well, he sometimes gets a little bit into the uh, whatever that is, the pistachio juice or whatever he drinks on a daily basis. Is that it? Is that what he's sustained? I don't know. I feel like sometimes he overdoes it, and it was a hot day, but. Well, in there is Brad Hand right now. He's actually kind of dealing right now, um, which is nice. Um, and, you know, Bob, I think what we're going to do, the only right thing for us to do at this point is to transition this into Hoagie Mouth After Hours, where we watch the end of this game. Uh, but that's all there is to report, ladies and gentlemen. We're, there's no, The Sixers are enjoying – all they're doing is being in that Netflix movie with Adam Sandler. That's the only oh, thing that – I still you know, haven't seen Which it. I have to see it. I yeah. Hustle, right? I want to see it. And I, I, I have met at one point back in my life in Philadelphia, I met the director – this guy, Jeremiah Zagar, his dad is the guy, he did a documentary about his dad and his dad is the guy that does all those beautiful mosaics on that space in South Street in Philadelphia. You probably- Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, like the mirror, like all the- like a mag the Yeah, Magic mirror. Garden or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. Yeah. It's quite beautiful. And anyway, that's, cool. that's his father did that and he, made, and he made a beautiful film about it actually if you get a chance to see it. But anyway, uh, that's all that's going on with the Sixers um, as I'm name dropping over here. And then, uh, and the Flyers, whew, I think they're considering shuttering the fran franchise. I think nobody wants any part of it right now. Really? Uh, no, 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 no. They're not going to no. do that. But no, <laughs> but there's nothing to speak of that. And and the we're Eagles. Taking a gap, we're taking a gap year, everyone. Look, the Eagles, all I can tell you is every once in a while, I see like, you know, uh, them playing inside an inflatable dome, uh, you know, you know, without pads and wearing like, you know, red versions of their jerseys. Not much to report at this point. It really is all about your Philadelphia Phillies and what's possible. And also kids are wrapping up school, Bob. Things are happening. And, uh, you know, a, a little bit of ballpark is in the air. Maybe we get together, go see a game one of these days. That would be great. And that summer's my favorite season. And, and great time to see games. It's out there. You know, we've said this before, but look, if, if you can't get to a major league ballpark where you are, minor league games are just as fun. Absolutely. They are. Heck I've even gone to a couple of high school games and you know, some of the, um, some of the leagues like the high school level leagues, the summer leagues that kind of go around to the, uh, you know, the baseball fields. We have a pretty nice high school field around here and some of the travel teams come and play. There's some entertaining games. You can just take your family or you want to see some good baseball or softball or whatever, just, go down to the, go down to the local field and, you know, catch something. I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's fun to, it's fun to do. It's a great, great use, great use of your, uh, your summer evenings, do a little family bonding. Honestly, we, like I said, we went to the Philly stadium this last weekend and we had a couple families uh, who had never been, never been to the Philadelphia Phillies game, never, never once. And the, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the kids are like, you know, semi-interested and every time there was something exciting going on i'm like isn't this great they're like yeah yeah that's thanks for pointing like it you're out you're convinced right <laughs> i just imagine you when you're telling that story walking with your family like through like the town square and stuff like that and you're playing catch with everybody you know what i mean yeah. it's like and it's like hey bob you know it's like hey there jackson uh, you you bag groceries over there at the stop and shop don't you it's like yeah let's play a little catch you know what i mean and like but everybody's smiling at each other that's right and we all have gloves with us everybody has gloves the with us. yeah exactly they're like ready to to catch the ball no matter what um, i love that and that's what you do you go to the games you you, you grab your gloves um hey man look maybe people are, are inspired by what you said maybe they want to write you maybe they want to find out how they can get with get with you uh, yeah, get, get with me, get with Hoagie Mouth. How do they do that? Get, 
get with Hoagie Mouth. Uh, you can do it on email. That's one way to do it. You can email hoagiemouthpod at gmail.com. I'm just looking through the mailbox right now. There's nothing from today, but if you want to send us a message, send us something to hoagiemouthpod at gmail.com. We'll bring it into the show. Tell us about what your summer plans are. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen on the show. Here. We'll make it happen for you. Um, that's fantastic. And then, of course, on Twitter, uh, if you want to get with us, we, we like to get freaky on Twitter. We like to we like to push stories that we like. We tell we like things. To post. We post. We post. We do these things. Uh, and you can get us there at Hoagie Mouth Pod. Please follow us there. Uh, hop on board. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see if this Philadelphia Phillies team can pull it out. Bottom of the eighth, eight to eight. Eight, 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 and eight with eight, eight, and eight. And anyway, it just feels eight like runs, eight errors, eight, <laughs> eight. Runs. And, you know, <laughs> and you know what's great too is I believe you don't remember that old slogan from like the 90s. Like, I believe, yeah, like I still do. Like, it, it is the bottom of the eighth, eight, eight game. And here we go. All you have to do is believe, and then the Phillies will win. All right. Well, don't, don't, I thought you were going to talk about, I believe I can fly by R Kelly. And I was like, no, that's don't. Well, I can't fly. I I know. Please. That was was space jam until next week, ladies and gentlemen, where we will continue to discuss all things, Philadelphia sports. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will see you next time on Hoagie Mouth.